Here's a place where all of us can be safe. Our stories of transformation can be safe, and all the things we want to research are safe here. This is Safe Space with Cheyenne. I'm really excited you're here, and I hope you stick around for a while, because I've got a lot to show you before I leave Earth. I love you guys. Hello, friends. Welcome back in. Today, I have Jenny Bucci from New Jersey joining me today. She is a biofeedback practitioner and a trauma-informed coach. Uh, this is the first time that I've been introduced to the biofeedback um, hand cradle way, I would say. She uses a therapy called Evox, E-V-O-X. You might wanna write that down for your notebook later. Um, and the story of how she really got into it is probably one of my favorites. So I brought Jenny on today to not only tell her story, but also educate us on another modality um, for our own personal healing. So Jenny, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Cheyenne. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here and to share the amazing world of biofeedback. Uh, I really think it's like the future of mental and physical and emotional health. Um, it's like a bit of a missing link, right? So we're making big jumps in technology that could really help give us personalized health um, or personalized information. And then with that, we can make better decisions about our health. Um, so yeah, I was uh, introduced to the world of biofeedback uh, when my son was five years old. He was always a very healthy child, um, but he started to have these uh, monthly fevers. And first couple months, I wasn't concerned, but as we started to get into month five and six, and I started to track them, I started to panic and worry, as any parent would do. And, uh, you know, looking on the internet only makes you that much more crazy. So uh, I was so happy when a friend of mine told me about this biofeedback practitioner that might be able to, to help get us more information as to why these fevers were happening. So I had also heard good things from a few other people who had went to him. So I made an appointment and I was amazed, uh, really, truly amazed how in one visit, in one session, in one hour, I was able to get such uh, detailed information as to why my son was having these fevers and walk away with a treatment that was going to help get rid of the fevers. So that in itself could have just been the amazing part of my story and my journey uh, introduction. But I think what just gave it that even more powerful wow factor was when I learned what was causing his fevers. So um, when you do biofeedback, uh, you get information and it's they're called biomarkers. And so the biomarkers, um, you want them to be in range and whatever's out of range is where the body needs attention. And so when he um, was scanned on the hand cradle for fevers, one of the biomarkers that stood out significantly was called the echo fever of 83. And when I asked the practitioner, well, what the heck does that mean? I don't understand. And he said um, that it was such a prevalent strand of a fever, a virus fever that was around in 1983, that that is what is causing these fevers. It was something that was probably dormant and now awakened in my son. And then I'm like, well, I wasn't even born in 1983, I was born in 85, so I'm, I'm a little confused, how could he have that? And then he said, well, it must be through the DNA of your husband. And then that was my, my just 
wow moment I felt like I got hit with a Mack truck because in 1983 I've heard the story over and over and over from my husband from his mother and the family how in 1983 my husband was five years old and how he went to the hospital hallucinating with a 106 fever seeing bugs and everything crawling on the walls and they put him in the hospital and hooked him up to IV fluids and all all this stuff with his 106 fever and that just completely floored me i i couldn't believe that this thing that happened to my husband when he was five years old is now showing up with my son who was also five years old um and then that was the reason for the fevers so so yeah i walked away totally amazed by this technology and the power of what it could do it blew my mind the first time he told me the story because one it was dormant in his dna and then somehow had been activated we don't really know how it had been activated, but the fact that it had literally just been transferred through the DNA, and that's something that you really don't think about like every day. Like I know when you go in and um, you start filling out the paperwork and the doctor, they're like, does your family have heart disease? Do you have a history of this? Do you have a history of this? But none of us are really going through our head like what's stored and dormant in my parents' DNA or my ancestors' DNA that is actually activating in me. And your, right. your story is like the perfect example of it. And it just floored me when I heard it too. Cause I know that there's stories out there, but I always try to listen to everybody like, like a beginner, like this is the first time I'm hearing about DNA or sickness or any type of thing. So um, I love the examples of DNA transfer and the um, generational trauma aspect of it, right? Because right. technically through this, this um, therapy, you were able to kind of stomp that to where, like, hopefully his son or daughter won't have the same activation either. Right. Yeah. And then um, that's kind of what started my learning into, like, how much we can pass on in our DNA and um, learning about not only, like, things like these fevers but like the emotional things that we pass on right and the things that we inherit from our grandparents and our parents like it those emotional traumas that we inherit from them sometimes we don't understand why are, why am i so anxious for no reason all of a sudden <laughs> or or whatever it is these nuances like we can inherit really great wonderful things uh from our family but we can can also inherit those uh those negative uh qualities and not really understand where they stem from and so uh yeah the therapy that i'm going to talk about now is addresses all that is really powerful as well teach me Tell me all the things. <laughs> so, um, so that was the introduction with my son. Uh, that and also the that practitioner. Um, I saw on his website that he had uh, other amazing capabilities with this technology, and um, not too much long after. Um, I had that experience with my son. I was also having a little bit of turmoil, turmoil at home. Um, I am I'm married with my husband. We're going to be together almost 20 years uh, this summer. And um, as any marriage, we have our ups and downs. But at that time, I started to feel like we were having a lot of the downs and, and hardly any ups. Like I felt like, how did we get to this place? We fell in love, so madly in love, always got along. And then, I don't know, as the years go on, you just 
I don't know, you change, we grow up, we, we just started to like have this pattern of the arguing that started happening and it just started to become like the same argument all the time and it started to weigh on me really heavily because I, I hold on to such strong emotion, like I carry that emotion, I carry people's feelings, I, I feel like like I resonate as an empath and, and that stuff like really wears on me. So feeling like we were in this hamster wheel of this non-stop arguing all the time, it's not good around my son and it was making me feel horrible at my total wit's end. So, um, I still love him and I want to salvage the marriage, right? I, I, I could have easily said I'm out, but that's, that's not what I wanted to do. And so, um, I read on that practitioner's website about this therapy called Evox and I did a little of my own research on it and it just sounded like really amazing. And, and I've already been amazed by this technology. So, so let me try this. Let me see what happens here, uh, versus the traditional route of maybe going to a marriage counselor, right? Or, or, or marital therapy and stuff. So yeah, so I went uh, to him and I had uh, my evoc session, which the first session was about an hour and a half. And it was it was a uh, because I'm a tend to be emotional person was a sob fest for me. <laughs> but um, I got to get all those things out. You know, it was like me essentially venting about how frustrated and angry or upset that I was and getting those emotions that were like trapped and stored in me and getting them out and releasing them. And when I say releasing them, um, you walk away from that appointment like you've just like shoveled a bunch of stuff up, you know, like kick the dirt around about what's been kind of, kind of, you know, under the surface. And the next morning I legit woke up like, like a different person, you wake up the next day, like today is different from yesterday. I see him in a different light. Um, I, you just, your perspective change changes. And that's really what Evox is. It's called perception reframing. And they say perception is everything, right? Um, so if you change your perception, you are essentially changing your life. So I looked at him. It's like, like you just kind of see you, you kind of like shift your thinking and you see past the the pattern and you break those patterns. So all of a sudden where, where I felt like we were having the same argument over and over, that wasn't happening anymore. That pattern was broken. All of a sudden you see it approaching and you're like, oh, hold on a second. I'm totally hyper aware of how this goes now. And you said this and typically I'd respond this way and then things would escalate from here. And now I'm so aware of this, like, I'm not going to, I'm not, no, I'm not getting on that hamster wheel. No, I'm not making that same decision again. So as a result, we're not arguing. And then peace started to become restored in our marriage. And it was super powerful um, because I just felt like, like just so much of that anger that I was holding onto was, was let go. And um, that one session was just, just life-changing to me in in the fact of how I felt like it restored so much peace in our home. I felt like I could understand him better. Um, and so that was good for a while. That one session held me for a little while. Um, it wasn't until two years later, actually, that I felt like things started to, we started to kind of like go in that direction again. Not the same way, it was different, but I still felt like, but what was happening here? Because I'm getting used to the peace and now things are kind of like <laughs> starting again a little bit. So I went back and I did two more sessions. Um, 
I did two more. Um, those were also super amazing sessions. So a total of three sessions to help me in my marriage and improve our dynamics at home in drastic ways I thought was just simply amazing in itself. And my story could have ended there, but I, I love to learn. And um, yeah, finding out a lot of about why was this happening with my husband? Like, why why was this stuff happening again? What what is the the? How did we get here? Where did this all stem from? Was all information I found out after my uh, second and third session, and learning about how a lot of this stems back to to how I was raised and our childhood and the patterns that we pick up from there. So learning about how my husband very much is like my mother, had no idea about that. Some people know that they marry a spouse who is very similar to one of their parents, but uh, I I didn't know that. I, I couldn't believe just how similar they were, and I never saw it before. And really realizing that when she triggers me, he was triggering me the same way. And that's why we were having still some underlying issues that now, um, as I've learned to address and do evox on my mother that has been helping also in my journey to just only improve things with my husband but also improve things with my mother and, and the family dynamic and and things from childhood and the, things that have been there for years and years that i had no idea were there i feel like i'm <laughs> speechless when you say that because it's like drum roll please on the when you find out because i had the same thing with my husband when i was like why am I getting like motherly triggery issues right now with you and a couple of our arguments? This is kind of freaking me out. And it's not like I hadn't done my research on not necessarily biofeedback, but I'm a really big believer in like gene keys and revealing shadow sides and generational traumas and inner child issues. So through a lot of inner child therapy, I guess you could call it, um, I knew that the things that he was now triggering me unconsciously, like these things were rising in me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Cause like, I don't like being spoken to this way. Here's why I don't like being spoken to this way. Moving forward, like we're going to talk to me like this. This is how this makes me feel. This like, there was a lot of like unpacking these little boxes that you just don't even want to do. Cause you're I just love like, that I can't yeah. even believe that I'm 31 and this is what I'm focusing on today, right? Because you said this and you don't even realize what you said. And I mean, vice versa, which I think if anything, I would be more like his, his father cause his mom is like an angel. So if I did act like his mom, he'd probably like it. But his dad definitely has like a more like mafia feel to him is kind of what I think about his personality. Like he's the sweetest man in the world, but he's also like, oh, well, like if you mess with me, like you're dead, you're dead, your family's dead, we're done with you. Um, and I definitely like have that aggressiveness to me on a point on my boundaries. So when I get like a little like I'll just shut down, right? I'm just like, nope, not talking, not doing it. Um, He'll, I can definitely see how like I could trigger like a father wound in him versus, and then he triggers a mother wound in me. And we, we definitely like work it out together. Um, but it's just so interesting um, when people actually find out, especially almost 20 years into the marriage, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. This, has, this has a lot more to do, obviously back with me than it does with anything that you're doing. 
but thank your triggers for they show you where you aren't healed. They do. And, and I love that you're doing this and you're on this journey too, because it, it is work. It's work. And, and it's not easy to like find out, you know, maybe these ugly parts about us and why they're there, but it's healing to find out and then we can work on them. Like, I didn't know that all this stuff existed uh, before. And then, um, now that I do, I, I, I have to know more. I have to work on more. And so it is yes. a journey and it's, uh, it's not a quick one, you know, it's self-paced and, and what each person can handle is a little bit different depending on their circumstances. But as long as I think, as long as we're all moving in that direction, it's, it's growth, right? And, uh, it helps us be better people, better, better mothers and, and, you know, children to our parents, better spouses, you know, all of that. So it, it really helps us and everyone around us. Well, I think especially in marriage, I know, you know, when you get together, the goal is to be together the rest of your life because that's what, like, you take the vows for and all that fun stuff. Uh, but something we realized a couple later down the road is the pressure of feeling like, you know, every day had to feel a certain way and we were trying to hold ourselves up to, like, the societal standard of marriage and not necessarily going back in and like asking ourselves what we want in our marriage and then outside of our marriage for like our own personal journeys. And that was something that I think like I was the catalyst of because I definitely had my awakening right before we were married. So we still wanted to be together and have a child and do all the family stuff. But my life just kind of like completely exploded in front of my eyes. And, um, I was like, we don't really have anybody to like bounce marital ideas off of, you know, like I think mm -hmm. that I just want a completely different life than what everybody's doing. Um, so when we go to family events, I feel like we're going to kind of be like the outcast, like we're the black sheep married couple now because we mm -hmm. just don't suffer the way that I see other marital couples suffer. And we don't use the excuses of, oh, well, you know, when you get married, this happens. And when you get married, this happens. And it's just, we don't believe any of that bullshit. And if we find ourselves in front of a married couple that just say, oh, well, that's how it is after you've been so many years and blah, 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 blah. I automatically just like tune them out because we actually love diving deeper into ourselves. Me more than him, I would say, it definitely is like a bigger part of like my work life too, to be so transparent with my healing journey. Um, but we struggled just being different is probably the best thing that I would say, because there's just so many people that still want to go with the status quo of, oh, well, you made right. your bed, you lie in it. Oh, well, I married her, I married him. This is what I have to do. And I ended up being around so many unhappy married people that they're like, well, we've done marriage counseling. Well, we've done it. You know, we're just in it. Our families are tied. Our finances are tied. It would just be too much, you know? And I'm not saying yeah. that like everybody out there that has marital issues like needs to have a divorce. I just think that if you go through the work, you're still continuing to unpacking and doing it. Like there's some people that go through um, their issues and they really do elevate each other to a certain point. And then they're like, it's kind of like, thank you so much. Like leave me better than what you found me. And those mm -hmm. are probably my favorite, especially with co-parenting stories. 
Um, and I brought this up because I'm a huge believer in soul contracts and um, marriage is a human concept. I am an ordained minister. I do love marrying people. I believe in marriage to um, a, a very big degree. Um, but I also believe in soul contracts. So if you're just supposed to marry someone for like 10 or 12 years um, and then learn what you're supposed to learn and get out in whatever way you're supposed to, then I think that there is a soul contract that should be honored instead of a societal marriage contract that's like, well, you said you'd be together till death do us part, so you have to do that. Because I'm really big on like more soul evolution and keeping the balance of the spirit and the human experience. Um, mm -hmm. But I like your story because 20 years in, now you're really getting into the nitty gritty stuff and like you know that that's where you're supposed to be. And I love hearing stories of people that they're like, hey, till death do us part really is our thing and this is what we're doing to move forward with it. I think there needs to be examples in both. I had a previous um, interview where the guy was like, um, this marriage is going to negatively affect my daughter's future. She needs to see me be with someone who loves her mother and her mother loves me truly. And mm -hmm. like a step like that I thought was supremely courageous as well, just because they still wanted to be together because there was love and nobody really wants to, you know, break up a family, quote unquote, but some right. families need to be broken up because there's other people that can love those people better. But in your situation, which I like to highlight, you guys have been in it for 20 years, definitely had the up and downs, and you found such a great, like, holistic way. But it also, for me, proves, like, emotion is energy in motion. It has to be spoken about. It has to be moved. It has to be pushed out. has to be healed. has to be resolved. Um, and resolutions don't always come with, you know, the happy ending that we all want in a fairy tale realm, but I also believe that there's new beginnings with all new healing journeys that we found. You find that new plateau, you wake up different the next day, which is my favorite. You're like, what happened? Which is right. obviously like a bunch of subconscious programming, would you believe? Yeah, so that's that's the amazing part about how Evox works is that it's working with our subconscious. And so, I, you know, I love my husband and I'm trying to work on our marriage and work on our marriage, but I was still doing the same things in a pattern that I didn't realize I was doing. So it, it makes you aware of yourself and then the subconscious, we don't control that. You know, we don't have control over how our subconscious works. So when Evox is able to help you shift your perspective from your subconscious, all of a sudden you're just made aware of all these different options and possibilities that you didn't know were there. And as a result, you'd make a better decision because it's always in our, it's like human nature is in our best interest to make the best decision for us. Um, but it's still work, right? Marriages work. Um, you know, our marriage is never going to be a hundred percent picture perfect because we're not too perfect people right it's made up of two imperfect people so i just love that we are both committed to trying and a lot of it you know was make me being aware of like how, how much i was probably pointing the finger at him instead of at myself and looking at myself you know it's easy to blame the other person right uh it's harder to like take responsibility and say well what how am i contributing what am i doing to trigger him 
And I learned a lot about how we were trauma bonding. That was like a big thing for me to learn about how, yes, we fell madly in love with each other because it's like we were magnetically drawn to each other from our own childhood uh, traumas. And it's like you are looking for that person, you know, who's going to balance what you need. And, And that was wonderful, and that's a wonderful thing. But then the opposite of that can happen is that you um you know later as the years go on that trauma is still there so the way you react to certain things the way they react to certain things may be different because you you just have different trauma responses and so uh that was that was a big part of why well i should say this before i mention that but after my third evoc session i woke up like like just in this state of bliss is the only way I could describe it. It was like a pure state of bliss. I felt so good. I felt so happy and peaceful. I felt lighter. I physically felt like there was a weight removed from my shoulder, from between my shoulder blades. Like it was, it was a physical and emotional thing for me. Um, and I just started thinking, oh my goodness, how, how come more people don't know about this? Like if everyone could feel how I feel right now in this moment, I feel like that would just just change so many lives, you know. And and then I just started thinking, could I learn how to do this? Is this something that's beyond my scope of where I'm at at this point in my life and all that? And so that's kind of what led me on that. It, it really inspired me to learn how to become a biofeedback practitioner. Um, so I went in and got and got trained to do that. And then the other part of my training was now that I'm learning so much about how our childhood affects us, the the things that happen in our our family dynamic, what we inherit from are just from DNA and and grandparents and and parents' traits and all that stuff, um, led me to also want to learn to become a trauma-informed coach. Um, Because that way I feel like I could have more empathy for the for my clients that I see, right? Um, my trauma is not the same as someone else's. So we all have different stories, different journeys, um, but just learning how uh, I could be a better resource to help them. And then ultimately, Evox, the, the technology is really doing the work uh, to help that person subconsciously uh, shift and have a reframe in their perception and be able to, to heal from that point. I'm really glad that we're scheduling this today because I actually had class last night for about two and a half hours and I work with a, I call her a metaphysical ambassador. She can just do any type of energy work, Akashic reading, everything. But her counterpart is also a psychologist that specializes in trauma and PTSD. So they teach both of the classes from a spirit and science perspective. So we were talking about... um, affirmations and how to introduce them into your life and how uh, there's one way that you can introduce them into your life and they work and then there's another way you can introduce them in and they don't work and it's all based on um, your perception and your belief and we were we were breaking down um, what is a belief how do you develop a belief a belief is your perception of a thought that you keep repeating over and over and over until one day it became it becomes a belief. So right. we use the example of I am not safe in the world. So we're just like continuously like your belief is I am not safe in the world. And then how are you going to change the perception that you are safe? So we went back through kind of like a little mathematics of the heart and mind, so to speak. 
mm-hmm. and um, we're writing an equation down to take home of, you know, what is in your perception that's blocking you from having a better belief or being able to utilize a different modality. And um, I love that all of this work is really framed around those three things, which truly where you go, like where you put your energy, where you put your thoughts, like that's where all of your energy is going to go, especially all those really like heavy weighty things like, yeah, if I'm having problems in my marriage or if I'm having problems in my finances or I just lost like a loved one, like those are the three main ones that no matter what you have to do in your daily life, they're still just like rotating there like that big black cloud around your head. Um, Yeah. But I think that people miss out due to obviously like their worry, their grief, all of these lower vibrational like feelings that truly weigh you down, right? down. Yeah. um, I don't think that they have any idea that something um, that is very grounded is biofeedback is probably my favorite way that I would describe it, um, is there and can teach them not only like, hey, you can be released from your suffering in a very normal, grounded, scientific approach, but it it's also starts with you and you're so busy looking out into the world going, what is this? What's going on over here? Oh, this happened to me. That's why I reacted this way versus coming back into yourself, taking a couple breaths, putting your hand on this cradle, talking to this microphone and like feeling the energy that has actually been stored in you all along that you're reacting from. Yeah. And and that's the, the part about Evox and how it works is really because of the voice, uh, the talking aspect of it. And our emotions come out in our voice. Like you could be on the phone with someone and you don't see them and, you know, you call them on the phone. Hey, wh- hey, how are you? And they're like, I'm fine. But they don't sound fine, right? They sound sad. And, you know, if you call your friend and you say, hey, how are you? And they're like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, that they're not either, right? Yeah, they sound like, angry. What happened to you? Yeah, so we can detect that with ourselves, right? The software is just how much more sophisticated in identifying what zones. There's 12 zones on a voice map, and it detects what zone is it that you're feeling and storing all these emotions that is tied to the memory about whatever you're speaking about, whatever the topic is, whether in my situation when it was speaking about my spouse, but it could be it could be about anything, you know, it could be about a childhood trauma. It could be about a work problem. It could be about someone who is stressing you out. It could be like a person or it could be a situation. And so it just works on many different levels, uh, depending on whatever the topic is that the person wants to speak about. Um, so give me like a list of the things. Like, can anybody come and talk to you about anything under the sun? Do you have like a top five of what? people are usually coming to you for? That's a good question. Um, So I would say some of the topics are bigger. And if it's a bigger topic, it will require um, multiple sessions. So uh, in my situation, it was the one topic. It was my husband. When I I just focused my three sessions on him. um, And I got to the goal of what I wanted was peace in our home, peace in our marriage, better communication, right? Um, somebody else might be dealing with something like, I want to be, uh, have better wellness, right? Like I want to be healthier, for example. Well, that is like a very big topic that could have 
multiple factors in it right so someone in who wants to tackle a bigger issue like that might do like one session about diet because diet's related to wellness right um they could do another session about exercise because that's related to wellness and they might do another session about sleep because that's also related to wellness and so if you think about each session peeling back like layers of the onion uh that's what each session does you can only focus on one topic at a time so we can't just go in there and talk about our whole life story um <laughs> that technology is not not yet not just there yet but uh we talk about things one topic at a time and uh to get to our end goal whatever that end goal is for everybody that's different but those are um some of the examples i think i think mostly what people talk about to me are, is family whether it's their parents right or their spouse or their child if they're having trouble you know with their child um those are the main ones that i've been hearing that's pretty much um in the classes that we talk about they they asked a question like can anything in your past um hold power over you in the present. And a lot of the responses in the class, including mine, were, well, only if you let it. And that, mm -hmm. But that was technically based on all of the stuff that I had already worked on. It wasn't from a beginner level of not understanding that your triggers are pulled from your past. You know, if you're in the past, you're a little depressed. If you're in the future, you're a little anxious. So if you know you're in the present moment, that's because you can somehow experience peace of just living in the present and recognizing everything around you and what's actually happening right in front of you. But if you realize you can't do that, the way to audit it is, am I depressed or am I anxious? Am I anxious because I couldn't fix something in the past? Am I anxious, you know, for uh, all these different reasons? But then um, mine, mine when I started was a lot of my triggers were from the past. And it was a really big past that I just got to move away from and run away from and be like, okay, that's done. Like, I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm going to go start my new life. I'm going to go, you know, just be away. And I don't have to worry about any of that again. And then um, through a series of stories that will skip, because this is your episode, um, I, found, <laughs> I found that past was just like, hey, you have, like, look back here. You have all these suitcases. Yeah, right? you still have to address it. Yeah. So that that's one of the things that I learned a lot was that they're, they, they're like these negative imprints. And then once you have them, they just keep circulating around in your body until you release them. If they didn't do a complete loop, it's trapped in your nervous system. Mm -hmm. So a person isn't just depressed they or just anxious. A lot of, I mean, it could have been inherited through, uh, like through their grandparents and parents yeah, like DNA. DNA which is still a part of your healing journey <laughs> right but also think about that child now growing up in the home with that very anxious or depressed parent and so that like those things affect them so all of our like problems now really do stem back to I feel like most of them stem back to our childhood things that were just unresolved that are just looping around in our body until they're released and a lot of them aren't going to be released until we are aware that they're there so it is a lot of self-reflection, like, you know, one, one of the things I really liked about my EVOC session was the report that it gives um, once the session is done. So when the session is done on the voice map, each, I told you there was 12 zones. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, one of the zones is anger. And then it talks about, well, why would a person maybe feeling a lot of this anger in this zone? And it'll explain, like, in 
perhaps in childhood x y and z happened you know and so a lot of a lot of that was what 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 just stirred everything on for me because one of my reports was like saying well a lot of the reasons why i'm having this issue with my husband was because i grew up either in a home without a mother or with a neglectful mother and i could have fell off my chair when i read that and it really impacted me because i grew up with a bipolar mom and i always thought well she's just bipolar like that she's just sick i never thought that that was a trauma but then learning, well, every kid needs their mom, you know, and when you have a mom who's like I did, who was, you know, checked out on the couch 24 seven, super depressed, didn't, didn't contribute much in my childhood other than the negative ways, you know, it's like, like I grew up and then my dad was working all the time. It's like, essentially, I felt like I had to grow up very quickly, had to learn to do things for myself uh, because they weren't around, latchkey kid, you know, and those things affect you. So, and then I didn't realize, oh, well, now I do, but learning about how I overcompensate for not having a mom with my son, you know? So I, I homeschool him. I, I'm, like, always trying to do all the things because I felt like I didn't get that as a kid. So having that full circle moment and realizing why do I even make a lot of the decisions that I do is because of the patterns and things that were happening as a result of my childhood. And trauma is, I always think I always thought about trauma and grief as like losing a loved one. Mm -hmm. I think I always thought of that word as like, oh, you, you only experience trauma or grief if you were like in this major thing, right? Like maybe you're trapped in a fire, that's trauma, right? Or you were like in this terrible car accident or, um, you know, someone in your home died. That's to me was what trauma was. But now learning that trauma could be not having what you should have had. And some things as foundational as growing up with a healthy mother and father in the home, most of us did not have that. So as a result, a lot of our population and society has uh, has these these inner childhood traumas that we carry with us. For the people that do not have a connection to their body, because like I've been doing yoga since 2013, so um, if you do that practice in-depthly with intent, there's no way that you don't not only build a relationship with your body, but you separate the mind-body-spirit relationship. And like they're all like different entities to me, even though they're the same, right? Like they all have their own warning system. So I would get certain things like trapping in my body. Like I had a shoulder out of place for like a year and a half. And um, for a while, even though like I'm good with going and checking on my emotional body and being like, oh, maybe why is that pulling? Um, my conscious self is still really good with like trying to get out of the work, <laughs> right? I'm just like, oh, I'm good. Like, we don't have to focus on that problem right now, but my body has a really great warning system where things will flare up, like my shoulder, my arm, uh, my knee, just like short little things like that. And I'll go back in and I'll match the pain in my body with um, an aromatherapy oil with um, meridian lines from Chinese acupuncture all the way down to overlapping it with what your emotional body tells you when these certain parts of your body are affected. Then I'll check and see if it's the masculine side of the body 
or the feminine side of the body or if it is the left side of my brain that's activating when it happens or it's the right side of my brain when it activates. And I basically layer all of these studies on top of each other to ultimately find out within myself and my emotional body what I'm actually not facing subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. Um, it it sounds... It's four <laughs> years of research put together that I've finally been able to use. I call it pulling myself out of my own hell. Um, and I still love and going working with people because, like I said, my conscious brain is like, you know, I have, I have this drive that I never had before and I have, I know what I'm actually supposed to do now. So I'm like, okay, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, we still have to sit down and like still face all this stuff that we're working on. You know, when you wake up in that state of bliss, you're ready to fucking go, you know, <laughs> but you definitely still have to like sit down and ground and find balance and all of that. So oh, this yeah. is, this is another way for people Like if I didn't have a connection with my body, right? That's the best way that I could say it. If I Uh don't understand that the aches and pains in my body are emotions that have been downloaded into my brain that I did not receive properly that have now manifested physically as dis-ease in my body, um, this technology I wanted to highlight the most because it's all you have to do is like call and get the session. You don't have to you know, educate yourself in it to the point where you're, you have to be a practitioner to receive the healing. It is very, um, beginner friendly is probably my favorite part about it. So, so yeah, the technology, so Evox is the, the speaking holistic therapy, Mm -hmm. but the biofeedback technology that has the capabilities of what you just said is super amazing, uh, as well. I do this wellness scan, uh, that scans, uh, 168 biomarkers in your body and those 168 biomarkers consist of your meridians your vertebrae your teeth your emotions your all of your organs um am i missing anything else on the acupuncture uh points in the body as well and it ties all that up because to your point, uh, those little ailments that we might be feeling in our body are uh, tied to our emotions. You know, so uh, for example, I'll show you, I'll share my scan. Every time I do my scan, it always shows up as I'm having, um, like, my body needs support in the lungs, right? And lungs, uh, in, tra- in traditional Chinese medicine, lungs is where you hold your grief. You know, and that's what I was, that's what I've been feeling, you know, so uh, that to me was very dead on and uh, something that uh, I think is also really cool. I have this book, well, it helps explain how all these things tie together, like what essential oils would be best for someone who needs support in the lungs, right? What affirmations, what, um, just how can you support that body part, that organ, right? And so, um, yeah, so... Oh, I lost my train of thought for a second. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, the horary clock. That's what I wanted to share. Um, so in traditional Chinese medicine, there is uh, what's called the horary clock, where every two hours, your organs get this burst of energy. And uh, depending on which organs you have that that 
need a little more attention and support, they're going to be stressed organs. And uh, the wellness scan that I do can show which of those organs are that need some support. Um, but for someone like me who has uh, lungs as their kind of like their weak organ, um, they wake up between three and five o'clock in the morning. And so that's the window of time where that organ gets that burst of energy. And it doesn't fail me. 3.30 every single night I wake up like... <gasps> Like almost like you kind of gasp a little bit for air because it's the lungs, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not coincidental if you look into people who get like asthma and that kind of stuff. Usually the time that they wake up, um, there's been studies done that it's between that three and five o'clock in the morning window. And it's because that, that organ is getting that rush of energy. So I like the wellness scan because if maybe you're not in tune with your body, uh, that kind of a scan can give you a very, very detailed report as to <clears throat> what organs need attention, um, what parts of the spine, <clears throat> what teeth, and it, it'll also scan for like up to about a thousand different services, um, products, um, different product lines that I have and stuff like that that can help support the body. So when I mentioned earlier when we started was um, what is out of range well, biomarkers are out of range and what could help support the body and bring it in range. That's what it checks to see. So everyone's scan is very personalized. And I think that's like my favorite thing about biofeedback technology. Like two people could be having fevers, but that doesn't mean they have the same reason for why they're getting this issue, right? Two people could say, um, oh, I have some kind of skin problem, but it's not the same reason. We are all individuals. We all have our own unique DNA and makeup. And so biofeedback is, is personalized. Everyone's scan is unique to them. And it's really fast information if you think about that too. Because if you went in and got like very thorough lab work, um, you're not going to get that lab work within that hour, you know. And even if you get that information, they might not tell you specifically what does your body want to help improve these areas. You know, everything in that world is kind of very generic blanket statements, whereas this is very precise, specific information. So what does your body want? What, how would it respond favorably? I have a basically like a little file cabinet in my closet. Um, of all of the work, any practitioner I worked with, any study that I went through, whether it's a birth chart reading all the way to like BioWell technology, because they are, I, they also do like the scans and they'll print out like a chakra system to show you <laughs> where they're all out, whether you're extrovert or introverted and like where your heart's at and if it's open and all of that. Also goes through meridian lines. It'll show you things in your gut, like Amazing technology, just like biofeedback is. Um, and I keep all of these, like no matter what I do, because I, I'm fascinated with the evolution just in taking my own power back and finding people to work with me to finally give me the answers that I need versus going to just like a medical facility and still feeling like my health is gatekeeped for me for an insurance purpose or, right. you know, whatever their guidelines are. They can't really talk to me the way I want to be talked to is what I found out. But in all of the holistic uh, health and modalities that I've gotten, those printouts were key because after I got away from the event horizon of like our session, um, 
sometimes like the doubt would creep in because that state of bliss would eventually like not be as heightened because you got to kind of go back in and find what is pulling you back into being this way that you know you don't want to be anymore. So being able to like take that paper, that printout and sitting there and having that, again, that spirit science, just grounding information in front of me and being like, this is real. This happened to me. I remember what I felt like after I did it. I remember how I walked in before. I remember how they took the time to explain to me and connect all of the different bodies that I'm actually in charge of. Like I'm not just in charge of my physical body. I'm in charge of my mental body, my astral body, my emotional body, my electromagnetic body, which would probably just be aura chalked up to most people. Um, But taking my power back over the last several years is a really big credit to science like this and being able to deliver it to me where I'm able to digest it in front of you um, during my session. But I also get to take this paperwork home and not go, oh God, I forgot what she said. Oh, what does that even mean? What does this even mean? Because I've gotten printouts from lab work and yeah, half the time I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, if we're not a doctor, we don't know how to read it. Yeah, I couldn't even pronounce it anyways. But then over time, if I wanted to go back into my lab work from like say three years ago, I would have no clue how to read any of the stuff that they gave me. And I'm not saying it's on purpose. I'm just saying... It's kind of weird if you want someone to take care of themselves and you give them a printout that gives them no direction on how to besides, you know, whatever way they diagnose you. So I love pulling this apart because not only are you giving them something like now, you are a great uh, example of, you know, the awareness that you get to have the fast change of perception in your subconscious to act out in your conscious. But then you also have work. And a printout that you get to take home and you're like, hey, just so you know, it feels unreal. It feels magical almost because nothing (laughs) else has ever worked like this. But study this because over time, like these are integration tools for you. And that that's something that's huge. And I think in any holistic or even in any of the psychedelic medicine coming into play, the integration tools are what you have to have for any session, whether they see you or anybody else, for it to actually work and continuously work. Like you have to go back into yourself and empower yourself to use this information and use it as a building block to the person that you actually know you want to be. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm really glad that there's more, more and more modalities moving in this direction. So the end goal is like health and wellness in our bodies and our minds and all that. And there's just all these different modalities uh, there that are just, um, it's, it's great to see like, it's like the future, like we're going into just more specific uh, personalized care for each person. And, uh, you know, not to discredit people who do the regular, you know, regular route, um, but I just feel like the alternative routes are starting to be so much more abundant and precise and uh, just really help us in different ways. And and it's just, to me, uh, in my opinion, a a much better form of care. And I feel the same way as you. I definitely don't want to like downplay anything or demonize any type of like Western medicine, so to speak. 
I've just noticed through my own direct experience with a lot of the practitioners that I've worked with that they truly have a passion of serving humanity and like you yourself being better and finding what you actually came here to do and be for. And I didn't really get that with anything else. Like when I had to go through my spout um, when I was like 19 or 20 with wondering if I was going to be put on antidepressants the rest of my life because I couldn't regulate my emotions properly, um, like the very big like dark cloud over my head type stuff. Um, I didn't really like feeling like I was a part of the system for one. Um, but now understanding like a lot of empathic tendencies and how people take in other people's energies and even how you can get it mixed up with your own where you're filtering somebody else's and you're like, why am I depressed right now? Like, that's so crazy. I was just happy like five minutes ago. This is so weird. You know, like how we all pick stuff up. Um, but before I ever even believe that, like talk about being woo woo, that was completely woo woo for me. Um, I always wanted the, like, I always wanted the doctors just to like, give me a diagnosis and just like, give me a label. Right. So I Mm -hmm. can wear it. And now I can use that as an excuse for why I'm going to limit myself and not grow because this is where I stay. I'm actually depressed and, um, you can't talk to me like that because I'm depressed, you know? Mm -hmm. So I never, I never wanted to be limited, but I'd also didn't want to do the work at the time that would make me want to be the person that I continuously saw in my head kind of taunting me, which now would be like higher self, psychology version is future self, whatever you have to use to get to that definition is fine with me. Um, But work like this is really powerful because I really do think it serves humanity. It's not a gatekeeping modality and you're able to take it back, really ignite like you said, that bliss in yourself. I'm a big chakra speaker, so I say a heart chakra activation. And when your perception changes, that's when the real work of embodying what you learn comes into play, but also reprogramming and rewiring your brain. And there are so many different people that you can learn from to rewire your brain. Um, But I think it all starts with going back and finding people like you that have this technology and this capability. And, you know, they're willing to sit there and talk with you about things that maybe you don't even want to talk to your your spouse about or your parents or your friends about because this is supremely deeply rooted in you, you know. So I love that you're out there and you're doing this. I look forward to I know that you're in New Jersey and I'm in Wichita, but you have fully convinced me to, like, put the hand cradle on my list and oh, awesome. you know, add this to my modality because for me it's emotion emotions are energy and motion so I know that I know that through yoga and all the other studies that I've done but for me to be able to use my voice and speak about things that I've just found that are still halting who I want to be in the future um, like I I still have my own fears about things when I come up on stuff I still have shadow work that crumbles me into pieces And I know now over and over that it's always brighter on the other side. It's always better. It's always more vital. It's Um, healing. Yeah. And it's super healing. And like, I, I want to live, I want to be vital and I want to live a long time. Um, and these are ways that help me do that and not go back into the old programming or making excuses of, oh, I'm this age this is why I feel this way. Like I'll just right. like the stereotypical, I don't actually put any effort into myself. I'm just a zombie of the world 
type quotes is what I like to think of them now. Because now those are like markers for people that I'm not necessarily going to like allow in my space. You know, I'm nice, <laughs> I'm kind, but there are only certain types of people that really get to be in my inner circle and all of them are doing the work no matter what modality they choose. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because then you... We can reflect all those emotions of who's in our circle. So if we have a lot of toxic people in our circle, they, they kind of drain us, right? And they can well, yeah, pull us. Especially, I mean, if you're like the only one doing the work, say in like a group of 12 people, right? And they all have excuses for why they don't want to do their work or they don't have to or they're fine or masking is probably a big thing that I would say. Um, yeah, it's going to get significantly drained out of you, but you're not you're not really going to feel like sane <laughs> is the best way I could say, because you're having all these profound epiphanies and revelations in yourself and in your own human evolution. And the only thing you're probably doing is triggering all of these people around you that they're not changing. So they're going to kind of act like the crabs in the bottom of the pot for you. And this could be friends, families, wife, husband, so many different people in our lives that, okay, and again, in society, it's like, oh, they're my family, they love me, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to these really just like new ways of evolving, I would say, there's just a collective awakening that I've met in so many people across the board where one of their main struggles is auditing people in their life and in their inner circle because now they're doing the work and it's their time on their journey to do their work. It's not their time to look at their friends and go, okay, it's your time too. We, I want to stay friends and be with you. So, you know, you have to activate as well. Like we're all <laughs> on our own journey. So there's definitely a lot of yeah. compassion, but just self boundaries is a really big thing that I've gotten to really hone in on the last several years. And I've had people, I've had to push away that I really didn't want to. I've had people that handed me the scissors and they didn't even realize it. And I was finally strong enough to take the scissors from them and go, you know, I release you with so much love. And I really hope that we get to circle back to each other in an elevated platform. It's the best way that I could say that. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people in our life are in our lives for certain seasons. And, and like you said, we're all on that wellness journey that looks totally different for everybody. Um, I think the most important thing is that, that we try though, right. That we try to, to, to do the work and, um, for something like Evox too, because not everyone is comfortable speaking about things that may be, traumatic in their lives. I think I want to mention uh, one of the things is that um, you uh, don't have to get in depth if you don't want to about the nitty gritty stuff because the powerful thing about Evox is that it works with the voice, not your words. So um, when we went back to the example about like, oh, how are you? I'm fine versus I'm fine, right? We are detecting inflections in the voice that may sound different uh that don't, don't match the words right so uh it really is the inflections of a person's voice as they speak about a topic they don't have to get into all of those details if they're not comfortable but when they start talking about the topic those inflections carry out and go on the voice map so that's the nice part is that you know i have a range of people that, you know, I'm the, I'm the talker. I want to like tell all the nitty gritty details because that's my nature. I'm an open book and I like 
to speak and be open and honest. Um, that's how I work. But I've had other clients who are more reframe and they might not mention the person that they're talking about, this person. They talk about this person um, because they don't want to like reveal, they might feel a little bit more closed off. It's fine. It, it's I'm not recording words and neither is the software. It is picking up the inflections in your voice. The most important thing is to feel comfortable getting it out so that you can heal and improve that part of, of your life. Um, I wanted to mention a couple of the benefits of Evox. I know we talked about them, but I just wanted to highlight for anyone who may be uh, considering doing this. Um, it, it, one of the benefits is that it will help release painful past traumas or help break those negative patterns that you find yourself in. Uh, like when I mentioned that I was on that hamster wheel, um, it will help you experience this deep peace that comes from that inner healing. Like when I mentioned, I woke up the next day and I felt different. Like it is this really inner deep peace that you feel. Um, you will make better choices as a result of shifting your perspective. It is perspective reframing. So you will always make your best choice. So it will help you improve in your qualities of decision-making ability. Um, another benefit is that you get to understand your deeper self right? Uh, why do we do the things that we do? Where does this stem from? Why do we make certain decisions? I think that's, to me, was one of the most powerful things was learning about the why behind things. Um, and then uh, the biggest benefit that I think that is a little different from this modality than some of the other ones is that you experience these positive changes on a subconscious level. So like talk therapy is amazing. You could be in talk therapy for years and years, and that can be a beautiful thing and a great modality for some people, but um, we can't really work on our subconscious ourselves. We can try to do the things, but uh, that's what I think I like the most about Evox too, is that it's working on my subconscious and, and whatever stubborn things are there that maybe I thought I let go of, it really helps to release uh, on that level. That's what probably the biggest thing got me too is I've been really into getting more in depth on the subconscious programming from even like guided meditations at night and um, even realizing like things that I've been doing in my conscious reprogramming. I'm like, okay, I've done this. Mm -hmm. Like the pathway is built, but I can still feel a block. So if the block is not in my conscious and I've already been doing the rewiring consciously, okay, time to go back, whether it's in meditation or whether at night, journaling, whatever, and really going back in and tinkering with that like 90 plus percent that actually controls my whole conscious life. And mm -hmm. um, I've had amazing groundbreaking work with myself that I have to write it down in a journal because like I said, like you get away from the event horizon, you're like, did that really happen? And then I'll go back to the day and the timestamp, and I'm like, it did. And I <laughs> think this version of myself for writing this down because I can't remember everything. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that I pull a higher percentage from the Akashic, thank goodness. But um, I'm so thankful for my memories that I'm able to go through those and heal those and keep the ones that I like and kick out the ones that I don't, thank them for their time. Um, but yeah, I just, I keep going back over and over to this technology and how it is so needed and it needs to be talked more. And I want you to come back more um, and tell whatever stories you're capable of telling. Obviously, I want to protect everyone's privacy. 
but I just think that people learn through storytelling and, you know, just like the, the son and the fever story, like DNA transfer and generational <laughs> trauma, that's so powerful. Speaking into the microphone and letting it pick up your voice, which I saw a commercial the other day where um, a company here just released like a Zoom um, software for art autistic people because they have a hard time gauging voice and even face because <laughs> they're not in front of people. So when you speak into it, it registers kind of like yours. They have like the 12 emotion spectrum and it will put an emoji on the screen for them based on your tone and your facial expression. Wow. So they did a uh -huh. test on the commercial and it was like, do an angry face. So you did, oh, and it uh -huh. did the emoji angry face for the person. So they knew that you were speaking in a more aggressive tone and they knew how to respond back to you. Wow. And then if you were yeah. happy and light. And if you think like that's just the beginning of like that software coming out to play. Yeah, that's Zoom you said? So it's called Cox Media. C -O -X, oh, okay, okay. I thought you heard, it, said Zoom. So <laughs> it is like a Zoom software uh -huh. that they're presenting to all of their people that already have their services. And I'm sure you can line right. up if you want. But it was the first time I heard about it. And since meeting you with biofeedback, I was like, that's still the science of biofeedback technology. It's just not being used necessarily as a therapeutic modality. It's being used in like everyday let's figure out how these people are actually trying to talk through technology now. Cause there is a supreme yeah. barrier. Like I see you, I can't touch you and I'm really good at energy. So I obviously I'm picking up what you're throwing down, but for people out there that energy is not their first language and they really strive off of facial expressions or even tones and there's people out there that just maybe have a monotone voice their whole life. They're not as theatrical as I am and move up and down all the time. Um, software like that is truly needed for us to continuously figure out how to communicate as a species evolving into this crazy technological advancements that we're all going through. Yeah, I think there's lots of big changes with, with biofeedback and, and just technology. Like we're moving into this whole new direction because the system we have isn't really working either, right? Like our healthcare system is is broken. They're overworked, overburdened. They're, it's just, it's falling apart. And so it's and nice it's to have these other it's modalities. Not, it's not about cures. It's about like antidepressants are suppressing. Oh yeah, and then big pharma and all of that, like of course. Big pharma, yeah, big. all of that. And every time, so like I always have like little pictures that pop up on my mind. I see like problems that you don't want to deal with, right? That you're not dealing with. So they're like putting pressure on your brain. They're they're literally sitting sitting on your frontal lobe half the time. And then they're like headaches, this, things manifesting in your body. And then you go to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, it's probably because of your food or the stuff you wash your clothes in or you know, the way you're programming your brain, whatever, could be something in your past. You can go to therapy if you want. Here, take this medication. And then yeah. even if you go to therapy, what you're right, talking therapy has its place, um, but it is conscious. Like, and there's hypnotic modalities that I'm a big fan of because you do get to go in and talk to your subconscious 
Um, but talking therapy is still conscious. I still 100% believe you can go in there and lie to your therapist as much as you want. You could go and make up a whole completely different story. That's not even yours, you know, and there's some people that are really open to it. But if you take stuff that like tips and tricks from your therapist to integrate your um, sessions with them and you realize they're not working or they only work for a little bit and you're reverting back to, you know, your comfort zone or that neural pathway that's been yeah, that for pattern. 20 plus years, like you need subconscious programming. You need a deeper, deeper sense of self and someone to be safe enough to go in there with you. And most of the people in talking therapy, I mean, they don't need to go into like a a whole Sedona retreat. Like I'm not saying like go blow yourself open with some ayahuasca. There's levels to healing. But this again is a really, really great beginner for those that, you know, maybe they're just kind of done with the Western side of things and they really want to, they want some personalized attention and they really want answers of what's going on and not another diagnosis, another suppressive pill, and to feel like their own, they're on the hamster wheel of the medical mafia. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that this modality is able to be remote. Um, not because it's not a lot of uh, biofeedback practitioners who may do this uh, modality. If this is something that, you know, people think they might be interested in trying, uh, it does have remote capabilities. Uh, it does work by means of a hand cradle so that depending on where you could be any part of the world. Um, but as long as you have your own hand cradle, uh, the technology is so advanced that we can can do this, you know, over the, over the internet, which is really cool. Um, any of the, the scans and therapies that we talked about. Mm-hmm. So if I were anywhere in the world and I wanted to get a hold of you, what is your website and how do I get a hold of you? So, uh, my website is blissfullybalanced.com and, uh, and blissfullybalanced.com. You can just book a session on there, but if you're not happen an in-person session, right. And if you don't happen to be <laughs> near Clark, New Jersey, that's okay. Uh, like I said, it does work remotely. Um, in that case, I would have you email me, uh, my emails on the website, but it's J E N I Jenny at blissfullybalanced.com. Um, and then I can set you up with purchasing your own hand cradle. I feel like it is an investment in your health because it's not something that is a one and done. You can use it, you can share it with your family, you know, you can share it with your friends. Um, a hand cradle purchase uh, is two, it's about $200 plus shipping and all that comes out to be $240. Um, but I do want to do like a special giveaway to your podcast listeners because uh, I know things could get a little expensive and maybe this is something that you'd be interested in trying. Um, so I wanted to do like a special giveaway for your listeners. If anyone here is interested in trying out Evox, um, if you purchase three, three sessions of Evox um, and your own hand cradle, headset right so three sessions of evox with your own hand cradle and headset um i will gift you a wellness scan that i talked about that scans and gives you that in uh, very detailed report that scans your meridians your um 
your emotions, your vertebrae, your teeth, your organs, all of that uh, information. Um, I will also throw in a food scan so that you could learn what foods are you most biologically coherent with, right? Like we know that apples are healthy, but maybe my body responds more favorably to apples than yours does. And so um, foods can stress our body out, even if they are healthy foods, um, our bodies are all unique and different. And so what I like about the food scan is that it's personalized. So it'll scan about 400 foods to tell to tell you what foods um, does your body benefit most from and what foods can serve as a stress for your body that you may wanna limit or stay away from. Um, and then I'll also uh, throw in a Bach flower scan. So if anyone is familiar with the Bach flowers, they are amazing. Um, they are essences derived from uh, flowers and they have the ability to heal our emotions as well um, more on a temporary basis right like if you're feeling very stressed out you might grab a rescue remedy mm -hmm. some people are familiar with that the box flowers in that situation um, but the evox is going to be what really helps release those things uh from a permanent standpoint, right? Once you release it, it's gone. You know, you're not you're not going to keep dwelling on it anymore. It's it's you you've healed that part. Um, so yeah, so the I if anyone wants to purchase the three box sessions, uh, their own remote uh, hand cradle, um, I'm going to gift them the box flower scan, the wellness scan, and the food scan, and all of that has a hundred and seventy five dollar value. My gift to you because I feel this passionately about. Um, biofeedback and I want people to try it and and share this amazing healing modality with you know with their friends and family I definitely want to get the word out too because that generational trauma is thick in all these generations that are running around right now so yes that yes really yes just blow blow a whole family into a nice healthy peaceful holiday season forever <laughs> <laughs> that, so I, I we didn't mention much about the generational but I'll just mention it briefly. I think that that is like um, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things that we can improve in our life is healing the things that we've inherited from our family, right? And so there is a transgenerational scan um, through Evox that is is five sessions. And uh, when you totally reframe on yourself, um, by breaking the genetic inertia that you've inherited from your family. So it's five sessions because it's it, that's that's a little bit more involved, um, but you are scanning, uh, you are speaking. One of the sessions would be about your um, parents, your mother, and then another one about your father. Then another one is about uh, your most significant numerical grandparent, and we'd get that number after you speak about the four grandparents. Um, and the, the fourth session would be about your spouse, and then the fifth session would be about yourself. And so then by that fifth session, you would totally reframe on how you feel about yourself because you have uh, unloaded things about your mother, your father, your grandparents, and your spouse. So it's... Uh, truly amazing to just to just break that and really learn who are you who are you apart from the stuff that we've you know inherited from our family or patterns that we've picked up and repeated from them right and so uh it's a truly amazing um therapy yeah i really look forward to hearing more it's definitely a continuation story i want you to come back when you're ready to come back and tell us more and teach us more but i really <laughs> Thank appreciate you. you coming on today and telling your story and uh, giving us a lot of information about what this technology is capable of.
Thank you so much. So, I'm so excited to be here and very grateful. Thank you. Well, stick around because I still have a little bit of music for us because it is the end, but it's not the end song. So this past weekend, my husband took me to Temple Live in Wichita, Kansas. It's a local venue, and they were hosting a band called The Ultimate Doors, Tribute to the Doors. And this guy's vocals took me back to where the doors actually were playing and I was standing in front of Jim Morrison. He rolled around on the stage. He really just got into Jim Morrison's character and I gotta say, guys, I took so many clips for you. I think season two is all about playing the doors for you. So please go find this cover band. Once again, they're called The Ultimate Doors, Tribute to the Doors. I will obviously link them at the bottom for you to check them out. If you ever see them in your area, they start touring like right in 2023. So you have all year to see them. But Jenny, thank you. And please enjoy this clip with me. Thank you. This is the Hoosier Media Network, your home for podcasting.